Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to the Valley Ranch Community Podcast. I'm your host, Nye Armstrong, and today's guest is Fuad Dadaboy. He is actually the husband of Sabana, who was our guest on Monday for the homeschooling episode. Today, we're going to take a deep dive into Maruf Dallas, which he's the executive director for. And he does an amazing job in explaining why Maruf is different from other sort of organizations that take zakat and uh, give it to the needy. He takes a step-by-step through what makes this organization very different. Um, Without further ado, I would like to give a warm welcome to Fouad. What's your role at Maruf right now? Uh, So right now... Uh, right now, my role in Maruf is as uh, executive director. Nice. And what does that organization actually do? So Maruf, Dallas has been around for uh, over 10 years, um, you know, working uh, as a grassroots organization here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Uh, the organization started um, as a resource for uh, refugees um, coming to the U.S. and as an organization that Uh, was helping those refugees reach a state of self-sufficiency here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple years back, we expanded our programs uh, beyond just refugees, um, providing the same level of uh, services and resources uh, to homeless individuals and families, to all financially vulnerable families uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, and in terms of the Muslim community, uh, specializing in um, the distribution of zakat locally. Um, so, you know, the three demographics are refugees uh, or recent immigrants, um, the homeless, and then just the financially financially um, vulnerable. Yeah. Before before the the situation that's taking place happened, what was the sort of like the day to day process yeah, from so- roof? So for Maruf Dallas, the, the thing that's unique about it is that it's it's a holistic, uh, you know, we take a holistic approach to ensuring a family is able to reach self-sufficiency. So it's beyond uh, just a box of food uh, or a one-time check to, to help pay a bill. It's really um, getting to the root cause of what's causing that financial instability mm-hmm. and then finding a solution. So we have a team of case managers. Um, so whenever a family comes to Maruf, um, they're paired with a case manager. That case manager goes uh, into uh, detailed discussions with them, trying to understand why they're in the current situation they're in, what the underlying cause is, so they can then put um, uh, a success plan in place. And you know that success plan, if they're a recent refugee, you know can include ESL classes, can include uh, cultural sensitivity classes. Um, our case managers work with all of our clients on budget and uh, financial management, best practices. Um, you know, driving, driving classes are something that we offer to those of our clients that don't, don't drive or aren't comfortable in driving. Um, job training and job placement uh, is, our, is probably one of our biggest programs. You know, in, in 2019, um, we placed uh, 247 people in full-time jobs. Oh, mashallah. And, and the one thing that we're, we're very strict on is the types of jobs that we, we connect people with. So we don't connect people with any jobs that 
offer minimum wage because um, we're trying to set them up for success. So making sure they're earning a living wage right. um, is critical. So all of our job partners uh, offer uh, starting wages anywhere from $11 an hour to $17 an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that, that in a nutshell, you know, our, our program when a family comes to us takes, takes three to four months because we really want to make sure that they're set up properly. So, you know, if, if we help them get a job, we're still going to help them financially so they can start saving and building up some type of reserve. So when they are on their own, they have, um, you know, they have some stability. And then the last part of our process uh, is especially for families that don't have reliable transportation. We have our car program. Um, where, you know, if a family goes through this three, four month process successfully, does everything they need to do, um, then the cherry on top of the, uh, of the cake is us giving them a car. Oh, wow. Um, and, you know, for the, for, for the car program, we don't, you know, we, we don't really accept used car donations mm-hmm. um, simply because, you know, we, we appreciate the donations um, that, that, that folks give us in terms of car donations. But what we prefer to do is we have relationships with a couple local used car dealerships. So they know exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, alhamdulillah, really low price. You know, it only costs $3,000. Um, and this is a donor funded program. So for $3,000, a family gets a car that's mechanically sound, that's uh, electrically sound, and that, um, that, is not super old or has uh, too many miles on it. Because one of the things we encourage everybody we give a car to is you can use it for supplemental income, um, which outside of outside of a situation like we're in right now uh, would allow them to drive for Uber and Lyft. And Uber and Lyft has specific requirements for their drivers oh. in terms of how old their car can be, right? Stuff like that. Yeah. So, we want, so all the cars we give meet those qualifications as well. So that way they can get that supplemental income. Now in the, in the crisis that we're in right now, unfortunately, Uber and Lyft drivers are hit um, you know, probably the hardest um, because uh, all of their businesses dried up. Yeah. What, since everything that has happened, how has things changed at Maruf? Oh yeah. Things have, uh, you know, our, our demand has, has increased more than what we could have imagined when, 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 you know, when, when the crisis was, was really uh, ramping up and he, especially here in Dallas, when there was talk about shelter in place and, and all that, you know, we started doing some projections on, on, you know, how many additional applications we would receive. Uh, we started adjusting our projections on what we may spend on financial assistance, you know, um, the next month or two and uh, and those projections have been shattered so we're seeing an increase in about eight uh, about an 800 percent increase so in the number of, yeah in the number of applications that we're receiving for financial assistance um you know on any given week you know uh, outside of a crisis like this um you know our office would see maybe about 12 12 15 new applications right a week uh, right now, we're getting about uh, about twelve or thirteen a day. Man, um, our case managers are 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 working, are interviewing uh, nine nine to ten new applicants every day. Um, the amount, you know, the the amount of of financial assistance that's requested is far beyond what we had anticipated. In the last fourteen days, 
we've received 100 and 182 applications. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from that, those 182 applications, um, it's about $170,000 in financial assistance wow. requested. And where, do you, where does the funding come from? So we are a community-funded organization, alhamdulillah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being an organization that, uh, that administers zakat and, and makes sure that the funding goes to those who need it the most, um, you know, we're, we're able to rely on our local community um, to provide those funds because as a local organization, we want to make sure that the funds are coming locally as well. Um, we do have... Um, some national partners, Islamic Relief USA is one of our one of our great partners. I'm really happy uh, to partner with them on projects throughout the year. Um, but the, the the majority of our funding does come from community members um, when they're entrusting us with their uh, hard-earned money, with their hard-earned zakat, um, so that we can uh, fulfill the obligation you know that uh, that we have of making sure that those who are uh, most in need of it receive it. Um, so our, you know, our our process is vigorous. You know, we do our due diligence to make sure that those who are requesting funds, um, you know, are truly in need of those funds. Mm-hmm. Uh, during a crisis like we have right now, we have eased it a little bit, but we still have our checks and balances to make sure that we're providing the right amount of of assistance to the families that need it. Um, so you know. It, in any given case that we receive right now, a case manager uh, during the course of their interview, you know, has a list of questions that they're asking. Um, we do require certain types of verification, obviously, you know, IDs, driver's licenses, um, you know, the two most recent bank statements, for example. We want to understand how, uh, what their financial um, health looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go through that process in terms of, um, approvals and because we're in a crisis right now, we've expedited a, a, a lot of what we're doing. So our team is working uh, a lot harder and uh, a lot more hours to make sure that the assistance that people need is getting out to them as quickly as possible. So if a family, a new applicant gets interviewed today, mm-hmm. their uh, their documents, their requests, all that will be reviewed for approval tomorrow morning. And once approved and, and, and the amounts that, will, that they'll be getting are, are determined, mm-hmm. that money will be sent out tomorrow afternoon. Wow. So we're working on a really quick timeline because people are worried. People, you know, people are freaking out. A lot of people that are coming to us are, are, are stressed out. Um, they don't know what's happening. They don't know what to expect. They don't know how long this is going to take. So yeah. aside from being an organization that's providing them some of that assistance, we're also here to comfort them, here to provide them some hope that, look, it'll get better. And, and until it does, we're here uh, to hold your hand and make sure that you're okay. Yeah. Now, what made you personally become involved in Maruf? Um, you know, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, you know, blessed me with a lot of opportunities, um, to serve in various nonprofit capacities over the years. And one of my most fond and, and, um, and, and blessed ones was, uh, back in 2006 when, uh, I, I was with a really, really awesome, uh, group of, um, 
of guys, four of us, and we started an organization in Southern California called Uplift Charity, um, which, you know, when we started, it had almost identical mission as Maruf Dallas, um, you know, to, to, to fill the need and serve the underprivileged in that community. Um, you know, it's 2020 now, the organization started in 2006 and Alhamdulillah in Southern California, Uplift Charity is going very strong. When I moved to Dallas, I obviously stepped away from my, my involvement in that organization in Southern California. Um, so when, um, you know, a couple of years ago, I had, uh, you know, an opportunity to get involved with this organization, it was, it was like, um, it was a perfect fit because it's it's doing a lot of the same type of work serving the underprivileged and really making a difference on the ground um so alhamdulillah you know i'm i'm just you know so blessed that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um gave me another opportunity to serve uh you know underprivileged communities and for me you know i i have um i personally believe that you know making it you know serving those who are in need in your local community before you move out uh, is really important. Uh, you know, when you have people who are um, on the on the verge of homelessness, or on the verge of having their lights shut off or their water shut off at their place of residence, uh, we need to make sure we take care of them. Obviously, there's needs around the world, and Alhamdulillah, I think we're 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 serving all those as well. But we need to make sure that those that are suffering in our own communities um, have what they need. So again very blessed uh, that this opportunity came by, but you know, when it did come, it, it was something that I jumped at right away. Right. When, when somebody comes in and all the way to the end, have you, is there a case that sticks out in your mind, like a success story that you'd be willing to share? You don't have to share names, but yeah. Um, you can just sort of like, um, you know, some of the, some of the most, um, so the most dramatic transformations we've seen have been through our homeless program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two stories that, that, that I can share. One was of uh, a Muslim brother uh, who uh, we found living um, in a tent on the side of a freeway in Richardson. Um, and, uh, and, you know, that was about a year and a half ago. And, you know, he, we brought him in, we put him into a motel, a, a hotel um, immediately um, and, and, and started that, you know, rehabilitation process. Alhamdulillah, no drug use, nothing like that. He just, you know, one circumstance led to another, led to another, led to another, led to him not having a home and uh, just living on the streets. And, you know, he just didn't know where to go to be able to get out of that situation. And it was, you know, it was, it was divine intervention, I'd say, um, that connected us with him because he had no way of getting in touch with us. And we literally just saw him on the side, you know, of the road. Uh, and um, now, alhamdulillah, you know, he, we helped him, um, you know, start a, a business, uh, a painting business. Um, and he's been doing that. He's been doing it very well. He, you know, he's usually got one or two painting clients every week. And Alhamdulillah, you know, he's, he's doing a lot better. Um, another one is uh, another young man who, um, who, who was referred to us. Uh, he was homeless. He was living, uh, he was spending his nights in the laundry room of, uh, of an apartment complex. And, uh, you know, he 
not only has a full-time job and he's uh, you know, he's doing um, he's doing his overtime and he's 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 doing very well for his, himself. He has an apartment. He's paying all his all of his own expenses now. He's fully self-sufficient. Um, both of these individuals, Alhamdulillah, you know, Maruf was able to give them a car, so now they have uh, you know they had their transportation sorted out as well. It's those types of situations when you see somebody who came from having absolutely nothing in their name um, to being able to earn and, and, and have, have that dignity and that hope that they were searching for, mm-hmm. um, that really stands out. When we partner, started partnering with Maruf and it was explained to me the process and the holistic approach and how you guys follow through until they're completely self-sufficient, it wasn't until that came in that it felt like there was like a huge weight lifted. Off. Exactly. And, 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 you know, the massage do as well as they can, but they just don't have the resources yeah. or the infrastructure to be able to, to, to dig deep and, and, and really figure out, you know, how, what's the best way to help this person. Right. Um, which is why we're, you know, we reach out to the massage and say, look, partner with us, allow us to do, to do that heavy lifting. Um, so that we can address the issue, solve it, and hopefully our goal is that you know we're 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 solving solving their situation so they don't have to seek um, assistance from places of worship, so they don't have to seek assistance from the government, right? They're able to to support themselves, stand on their on their own feet, and at some point in the future, give back to the cause that helped them get to where they are. Yeah. Uh. So amazing. I think what you guys are doing is just phenomenal. I didn't know much about it until we had that first initial conversation right. with the, and honestly, like I said, it's a, it's a huge weight that's being lifted by this organization. How can somebody that's part of um, the DFW community assist or help out? I know you said you don't really take car donations, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you take monetary donations. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, there there are just so many ways. You know, our 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 ethos is strengthening faith through action. So, um, you know, donating is one, but volunteering is another. Um, we we really encourage volunteerism because that's honestly part of our faith as well. We should yeah. we, we should give monetarily, but we should also give our time. Right. So um, anybody that's interested, you know, visit MaruofDallas.com, visit our Facebook page, Maruf Dallas. Um, follow us, stay in touch with us. Um, give uh, when you can um, and give as much as you can. Obviously, Ramadan is coming up, too. And because of the crisis and, and, and how everything's kind of just shut down, you know, every organization is 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 re replanning how they'll execute Ramadan, right? Ramadan yeah. is the one month where not only, you know, Masajid, but every other organization, you know, um, gets the majority of their funds. So everyone's thinking about how do we, how do we still, you know, get those funds? And we put our ultimate trust in, in God and know that whatever he's decreed for us will get, but then, you know, we encourage everybody give as much as you can and give your zakat locally. Um, Sheikh Yasser, uh, in one of his talks last week, um, you know, his evening talks uh, that he's streaming um, made this point that in, especially in times of crisis, um, giving your zakat locally and making sure that the people in your own backyard are taken care of is yeah. of the utmost uh, uh, importance. And Maruf Dao's being 
your local Zakat organization, being on the ground, providing that holistic approach, um, really uh, uh, would appreciate uh, your Zakat and, and would, can really use that Zakat right now because we're not turning anybody away. Yeah. That's the one thing, uh, you know, if somebody comes through our doors and they, they are in need, they will, they will receive the assistance they need. Um, we don't give blanket um, monetary assistance. So we don't say, you know what, you come in, you get 300 bucks and you're good. No, every, every case, the assistance that any family receives is customized to their situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would, again, encourage your, uh, anybody listening, you know, follow us on Facebook, keep up to date with what we're doing. We're trying to be as transparent as possible, um, especially during this crisis and give, um, as much as you can. Again, we're very we're very fortunate to have VRIC as a strategic partner in uh, referring those uh, applicants to us, and we're always indebted to, to Sheikh Yasser and Sheikh Omar for their continued support and uh, ambassadorship of our organization as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Fouad, for all your time. Um, I know you're super busy. Uh, but again, thank you so yeah. much and all the information. I hope this enlightens people to your organization if they haven't heard about it before. And if this is something they're interested in, um, I'll put all the link stuff in the description so that they can learn more about your organization and also help out your organization. Awesome. Thank you, Nai. Thank you for doing this and thank you for helping VRIC manage and maintain a, 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 a significant virtual presence right now with all the live streams and classes and everything. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Everything. It's, um, it's, it's awesome when you have an imam that's really into tech. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. True. So Alhamdulillah, that's good. All right. All right. Thanks, Nai. No problem. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam.